RWJ Barnabas Health Telemed offers you two convenient ways to see a doctor anytime, anywhere, without having to come in for an appointment. If you're in need of urgent care, you can use our app to connect with a provider 24-7, right on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Or you can use our website to schedule a virtual visit with an RWJ Barnabas Health Medical Group provider or specialist. And you can even register as a new patient. Book an appointment online at rwjbh.org slash telemed. Your safety has always been our top priority, and we've taken every precaution. So don't delay your care any longer. Get started today at rwjbh.org slash telemed. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. I'm Amanda Stein, and welcome to a special edition of Speak of the Devil's podcast, brought to you by RWJ Barnabas Health. Just prior to the start of the season, I had the chance to sit down one-on-one with General Manager Tom Fitzgerald. We sat down exactly a year to the day he took over the franchise, and a lot has since happened. Coming up, you'll hear from Fitzgerald on how he managed the last 10 months, the phone call he received from Nico Heischer's agent at the beginning of December, and answers the question, what makes this the right moment for Ty Smith? Well, Tom, one year ago today, you took over this franchise. How does that feel? I mean, this seems very appropriate that we're meeting one year ago or one year later. That's a really, uh, well, you know, what? I, 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 wow, um, went by fast. Um, extremely fast. Uh, feel like every day, every day was thirty seconds long, and went into the next day, next week, next month. Um, no hockey for a long time, and hockey on the horizon. You know, two days from now. How do you feel that you've grown into this position? You've been around the game a long time. You've carried many different roles in management ways, but this is the first time at the helm. How do you feel you've you know? what you've learned from this position now a year into it? Well, it's a great question because I've always felt that, are you ever going to be ready, you know, until you're thrusted into the position? Um, and that's exactly what happened. You know, circumstances put me in this spot and um, you had to you had to adapt, you had to learn on the fly. And um, I've had great help, um, you know, my staff, my team, um, so supportive, uh, help build, you know, the the blueprint on where we wanted to be, um, where we need to go, um, how we're going to do it, the checklist of things. Um, you know, I've had great great help from from upper management that have have really helped me learn um, or help teach me about processes and how to stick to things. Uh, you know, the formatting of um, um, just. You you got a meeting, you got a meeting. You just can't blow it off. And you're in and Zoom has changed everything as well. Like uh, I really thank God for Zoom because you just you, everybody wants that interaction personally, uh, in person interaction. But Zoom's kept us all connected. Um, and it there, there are times I wish I want <laughs> didn't so much. yeah I didn't need <laughs> Zoom, break. but I I definitely feel like I've grown a lot from from an admin side, administrative side. And, um, cause hockey's hockey to me yeah. and that's, that's what I know. And I know best. However, it's putting the pieces together, um, that I've learned, 
Um, but I, like I said, I've had great support throughout the organization. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful Josh and David have given me this opportunity to, to carry the ball and, 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 and just kind of carry out um, the checklist of things I've, I, we need to do to continue to grow this organization. So you mentioned it, that we're just a couple days away from the season opener for New Jersey, So, which is very exciting for everybody. But there's been a lot of lead up to this point. And so I want to go back to right before training camp when you got a call from, I believe it was Nico's agent, who said, we have a, a problem here. We have an injury. What did you feel in that moment? And, you know, how is Nico doing? And, you know, what type of absence does that currently bring to the team? Well, it's a major hole that you just we can't fill. You just can't fill and uh, replace a Nico with another Nico. Um, however, it, it creates opportunity. It, it's going to show us, you know, where our depth's at, and we believe we've got good depth, young depth. Um, you know, with with Pavel, with Jack in his second year, with Travis Ajak, um, the experienced vet. Um, still in the fold. Now it allows potentially Jesper Boquist to play the middle. It allows Mike McLeod to to play his natural position of center. Um, so with that being said, you can never fill the void left by Nico Hishier, but you have an opportunity for other guys to step up, um, and we've done that. He's going to be sorely missed. We don't anticipate um, this is a long-term thing. Um, but yeah, when that call came in prior to training camp, um, it stung. It, it really stung. Can you share what your reaction was or that's not suitable? For, I mean. uh, well, you know, the high ankle sprains are, are, are sound less uh, imposing than a broken, you know, own or whatever, whatever. For us, um, we just felt that it was it, it's nothing long term. We knew it was anything long term is going to have to miss some time and but uh it's encouraging walking around watching him walk around the locker room and doing his exercise i just kind of watched over watched him he didn't know i was watching um but just the th exercise he's doing it's just it it's it's you can't control what happened um we just have to like you said people have to step up here in his absence i think one of the things that i've noticed is that whenever there's been a camp game or whatnot he's always in the crowd he's watching and he's paying attention and when there's a shootout you can see him react to all that so he's taking in what's happening and you're also watching practice and you're watching these games what are you looking for as a general manager when you have these pieces out on the ice? These, this is, these are the players that you put in place. What are you looking for in that process? Because Lindy's, you know, employing systems and all that. What does a general manager look for? Well, systems are, are take time to, to understand, to learn, and then become reactionary to it. And that's what you want. That's the part you want to get to. You want to get to a point where guys aren't thinking, they're just reacting. Um, and they're reacting because it's habitual to them. Um, but that only can happen with repetition, repetition, repetition. Um, seeing Nico in the stands, it just tells you what kind of leader he is and how much he cares about his teammates and how much he misses being on the ice with his teammates. For me personally, I look for interaction between the coaching staff and players and between whistles. Um, you know, they're, they're the teachers out there. They're, they're guiding the ship. Um, the direction we want it to go i'm more i'm looking for you know which guys and i, I don't have to look but it's you know you want to make sure that uh, the message I, I actually gave the guys today was you know, come to the rink every day to get better get better every single day whether that's in the weight room whether that's on the ice and you know you're skating whether it's your shot whether it's your wall play whether it's face-offs whether it's just being a good teammate come to the rink every day with a goal to get better and and that's what i'm looking for from, from this group 
I imagine you're seeing that from a lot of guys, particularly from year one to year two, from someone like Jack Hughes. We've talked a lot about the muscle that he's put on, but you can really see it when he's on the ice. He just, to me anyways, he just has a different level of confidence in him. What are you seeing from Jack? And also, what are your expectations, you know, in a year two? Well, you know, yeah, you definitely see the growth um, literally in, in his body from, from one year to the next. He was, he's still a young, young man. Um, last year, he was probably more of a boy. Um, limited time to, to, to put his body through the, the training he needed to do. The silver lining for the, uh, this, this whole shutdown this past year was the amount of time guys like Jack got in the weight room because they needed it. And um, you see the difference. You watch him on the ice. You see his speed, the acceleration, you know, his hands, like how quick his hands are. Um, so expectations for Jack. We just want Jack to be the best Jack Hughes he can be this year. And each, each year, take another step. How big of, that, how big of a step? I don't know, but just take a step to continue to improve. Um, understand the league. I think last year was a good learning curve for him. Un the experience of playing against men, you know, defensemen who actually can move and have reach, and it's tough to 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 go around. Um, I think he's he learned the league and he understands the league, and he's he he'll put that forth this year. Um, but with the additional muscle, extra speed, the extra gear. Um, it, it, it should be fun to watch, but expectation-wise, just go out and be the best Jack Hughes you can be. And this is a group now, much like, the, well, the entire league, who's going to go through a completely different season, a shortened season. Games are going to come at you fast and furious. What, you know, what are your concerns with how the schedule is in terms of the short amount or short amount of time to get through all these games? And what is the the benefit of just jumping right into this? Well, there's actually nothing that makes me nervous. It actually excites me because of the youth on our team and the excitement of our youth, um, the excitement they bring our older players and the energy they they they, they just they instill into the lineup and practices and the pace. So, you know, when, when the puck drops, I mean, I think teams know we're going to be young, but we're going to be faster. We're going to be quicker. We're going to be harder to play against. And, and that excites me. So uh, shortened season. You know, I like having young young legs on the ice rather than, you know, an older team. Um, more injuries potential with older players. And uh, but I, I, I think I think the sky's the limit for this group. And I think just coming in and you just basically taking taking the hockey world by surprise is, is their goal. When you saw who was in the division with the way things have been restructured for the year, you hear, you know, media and people like saying, oh, well, this East division is probably one of the toughest. Is that really good? for this group who's really trying to learn what the NHL is about? I think it's I think it's a great, great thing for us as a young group. I think this is playoff hockey uh every game because you're you're gonna have series. I mean we play the Rangers at one month four or five times in a row. Like so you you're gonna be battle tested. You're gonna understand there's gonna be adjustments to to the games like in playoffs. Um one game to the next instead of playing a game against the Rangers on February 1st and not steam again till you know, April, um, that's not going to happen. You just, you're playing these teams often. It, it's a great division. Um, I, I just think it's, it's going to be playoff hockey and that, that alone will help us really continue to ascend as an organization. And with, with that experience. One of the things that I've talked to Lindy Ruff about is because we're living in this pandemic world where you have to keep your distance, you have your masks on and all that, you know, team bonding, you couldn't go away for a trip or have a team dinner. So 
you played in the league for over a thousand games. I mean, that's a very fundamental part of, you know, creating this, the team aspect. So how do you feel that you're going to be able to help this group, you know, get some of that back without actually being able to go out for dinner and, and do all those things? Well, I, I would say as far as bonding is concerned, this might gonna, be it. <laughs> they're going to be bonding a lot, especially <laughs> on the road, because you can't do anything else. They're going to be with each other 24-7. Um, so I, I don't really worry about that. Yeah, it, it, there's nothing normal about this year. There's, there's nothing normal about it. So um, I think Lindy and, and his group have, have really, uh, will we'll do a good job of, um, it, whether it's just small things, even Childish things like card games, tournaments, ping pong tournaments. I know we have the ping pong, things like that, just to kind of continue to bring the group together. But this group's going to be tight um, because they're going to be around each other all the time. <laughs> Definitely are. Okay, so one of the players that comes up most when you know people ask me like, "Oh, do you think he's going to make the team?" is Ty Smith. Um, the fans love him. I know that the franchise is very excited about him in and of itself. What makes Ty ready now? And is that because he wasn't here before? That's the magical question, Amanda. Why is he ready now? Well, he's ready now because he, again, had the same amount of time to uh, put in the weight room, um, get stronger. He's, he's 20 years old. Like, he, that's it. And um, he's grown from his 18-year-old year to his 19-year-old year, which he was hurt last year in training camp. He had a, a bad wrist that he couldn't lift. He couldn't use the, the offseason to his, you know, uh, benefit of getting stronger. Well, this year he did. And you can see the difference. You can see his skating has improved, his quickness. He's ready to start the season with the New Jersey Devils. Now, that's different. You know, can, it's our job to help him maintain that and continue to grow him. Um, but the greatest part of development is if 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 things start uh, going sideways for a player, player young players, we still have the American Hockey League to to help re re-energize or reprogram. We saw that confidence. with Jesper Bofist last yeah, year, it's right? Just, yeah. the, the American Hockey League is a great thing to to build confidence and develop players and if by chance ty or any of our other young players um you know start slowing down because that's normal as well in the nhl um we always have that that safety net to catch them in the american league to help build them right and get them right back up here so i'm going to pull the safety net away from you and we're going to end this interview <laughs> by doing uh rapid fire so i'm oh going to yeah yeah i'm going to say a couple of things one at a time and you just have to give me your first impressions you ready okay i'll okay, try ready so here we can go can i pass no oh, <laughs> no right. you can't all right here we go taxi squad opportunity it's an opportunity for us to 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 give kids the chance to come on come on up to our nhl team without being on our nhl team but practice with our nhl team a lot of value there Bingo playing in New Jersey for a year. Same thing. It's uh, having our team here under the same roof, uh, the same resources, um, same protocols, uh, I think is, is advantageous to, to this hockey club. Mark Recchi on your coaching staff. Hall of Famer, uh, just a, a, a great human being, um, relationship builder, someone who um, can walk into that room with some cachet when he's talking to our players. Travis Zajac, 1,000 games. Uh, well, it's unique doesn't happen to every player. Um, there's only a handful. Uh, there's a, a big handful of players, but it's, it's, uh, it, it's just a testament to his, his, his ability to stay healthy, his longevity, um, his, his hockey ability. Um, and it's just a, he just, 
I can't wait to welcome to the club. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about that. Um, your team's strongest asset. I, I just, I, I, I like, we talked about it earlier. I like our youth, our energy. I, I think that that's going to be a factor. I think our team speed has increased. And I think that's, that's, that's going to be a weapon for us. All right. Last one. And I know you use this word very often, accountability. Well, I, I like I said, I, I believe in, you know, I believe in structure. I believe in alignment. And I believe in accountability and accountability, you know, when your structure goes sideways, you've got to keep people accountable and you've got to, you know, where there's a pat in the back, there's also going to be, you know, development too. You know, I, we have a, we have an organization that has a growth development mindset and that's important. People want to grow. Um, so helping them keep, by keeping accountable, um, is, is easy, especially when people who want to grow. You did a great job on the rapid fire. <laughs> You're good. You passed. You passed. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this, Fitzy, and good luck this season. Thanks, Amanda. That was a really fun conversation to have with Tom Fitzgerald, and I certainly appreciate him taking the time out of what we can only imagine is a busy schedule leading into this season, but also that he'll sit down and discuss how he's feeling about things and what truly is his plan going forward and how he sees the talent on this roster shaping up over the next couple of years. It's not just about the here and now. So certainly a big thank you to Tom. And of course, thanks to you, our listeners.